and welcome back to another episode of the Motherhood Adventure Podcast. This is a special month because we are focusing on life coaching and we have my sister Amanda as our special guest. (laughs) Well, hopefully you guys listened to the last episode where we got to know a little bit more about Amanda and her life coaching journey and now we get to pick her brain and get down and dirty to the nitty gritty and... Our subject that we're going to be talking about today is overwhelm and feeling your feelings, discernment versus judgment, and more. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode, and I am super excited to get on this because if any of you mamas are out there like me, I am not so good when somebody tells me that it's so important to just feel your feelings because I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what that means. I just kind of look at somebody like, what so Amanda my big sister expert is going to kind of be chatting with me so that I can get a little bit better about this and hopefully you ladies will too so Amanda let's start chatting about feelings let's talk about you know how you define feelings in your line of work and what it means to feel feelings Okay. So first of all, how um, I like to define feelings is just, it's a vibration in your body that happens because of something that you're thinking in your head. Okay. So thoughts are what create your feelings. So if you're ever confused about why you're feeling a certain way, it's because of something you're thinking. Okay. Okay. And those thoughts go like they're in your brain, right? And it creates vibrations in your body. So how I like to describe, there's, there's a way to describe certain feelings, but when it comes to, let's, let's just pick one. When I feel anger, okay, it's very fast. If I gave it a color, it would be red. Um, I feel, it feels like my whole body goes kind of tight, kind of tense. And it's just, really fast and tense and red. So that's just one way that we talk about feelings in coaching is if somebody is really confused about what feelings are and when I talk about vibrations in their body, they're like, what does that even mean? It's like, well, you just, yeah, you slow it down. It's like, well, if you were to give it a color, what color would you give it? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it hard? Is it soft? Does it feel kind of prickly? Does it feel kind of heavy, right? Those kinds of questions are things that we would ask as a life coach to help people kind of get out of their mind and into their feelings. Because thoughts happen in your brain, feelings happen in your body. Okay. Okay. That was a very elementary way to put that for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And... The other thing I like to point out with feelings is they're, they're the reason that we do everything. People think, oh, well, I want this result in my life. Like, for example, I'm a weight loss coach and there are my, some of my clients think, well, I really want my body to be thinner. I want to be healthier, right? They have all these reasons for them wanting to lose weight, but they forget to 
also include that the reason they want this is also because they want to feel a certain way, right? They want to feel, sometimes they want to feel accomplished. Sometimes they want to feel just like they, they don't give themselves the ability to be happy until they are at a certain weight. And there's all of these different things, right? So something that I like to point out when someone is going for a goal is, hey, what are you trying to feel? What do you think you're, how do you think you're going to feel when you accomplish this goal? And usually they have an answer for me, right? Everybody knows mm-hmm. how, they, how they think they're going to feel when they accomplish something. And I like to tell them, well, you can feel that way right now. And everybody goes, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I can't feel that way until I accomplish my goal. That's the whole <laughs> point. I yeah. said, no, your thoughts are what create your feelings. So you can feel happy even if you haven't accomplished your goal yet. You can feel accomplished if you, even, if you haven't gotten the result that you want yet, right? Because you can control, not control, that's not the word I want to use, but you can create how you want to feel by being intentional in how you're thinking. Okay. Okay. Uh, talking about just the, the journey through, I guess, trying to reach a, a certain feeling, especially when it comes to something like weight loss or whatnot, when people are like, if I lose this, I'm going to feel this specific way and it's going to be so great. But like you said, you know, you can just feel that now because I know a lot of the time when people do finally accomplish that goal or any goal really, and they think, okay, now is the time where I'm so happy or now I got to love myself. And (laughs) then they're like, well, wait a minute, I don't. And you're like, that's because this goal wasn't ever going to work because you can't accomplish something to feel a certain way. You have to work at feeling a certain way and then use that to accomplish it. So if you're looking to be satisfied or happy and waiting for it and then you reach it and you're not like, then clearly that wasn't the problem in the first place. Yes. I talk a lot about mindset work, especially with my um, weight loss clients. Half, half the time, maybe not even half, like three-fourths of the time we're working on mindset and learning to love yourself and feeling your feelings and being intentional on, on how you're thinking. And then we the other part is we focus on, okay, well, how much are you eating? Are you planning your food? Are you emotionally eating? What are some habits you want to be changing? Things like that, right? The normal weight loss stuff. Yeah. But I think to make weight loss like a lasting thing, you have got to do the mindset thing the mindset work. And that's, if it, that's not just in weight loss, that's in everything. Especially where we're talking about the word goals. I think it, that just doesn't happen with weight loss. I think it comes with anything that you're trying to accomplish or whatnot. You most of the time pick a goal because of an emotion or a feeling that you want to feel. And so exactly, that works with every single goal. Yes. Yes. Like if you want to feel a certain way, check out your mindset because that's what's going to create the feeling, not something outside of you. Now, there are some things outside of you that will create an environment where some thoughts are just easy to think. Like when you're around a baby and they're doing something super cute, it's easy to be happy. Yeah. It's easy to feel that joy when those things are happening, but they're not you're not joyful because your baby is cooing or whatever. You're happy because of the things you're thinking while your baby is doing those things. I know that sounds like 
<laughs> kind of like, what? Wait, what? This is weird. But yeah. that's how it works. People don't realize that. It's just an easy environment to have happy thoughts. And there are environments where it's really hard to have happy thoughts or have thoughts of self-worth and different things. So that's yes. where intentionality comes to into play. It's like, don't just let your brain, if you let your brain go on autopilot, you're just going to get autopilot feelings. Okay. Like you were just mentioning about, you know, those environments that probably don't put a happy atmosphere out there and trying to be a little bit more intentional. Um, I wonder if like the term overwhelm, I, I want to say overwhelm was probably a feeling, but I'm wondering if overwhelm is like just too many feelings, if that makes sense. And like, that it can be most, okay. what I mostly see with overwhelm is that it's more tied to a lot of thoughts. And if you have a lot of thoughts roaming around in there, then you're going to have a lot of feelings, right? But mm -hmm. overwhelm, overwhelm is definitely a feeling. And I've, I've found that it's tied to thinking like there's too much to do. I don't have enough time. I, I'm, I should be able to handle all of this. Things, things like that, especially as moms. I, I work also with um, entrepreneurs, so mom entrepreneurs often. And I see these kinds of, these kinds of things that they want to be everything all the time everywhere and they can't so they get overwhelmed and then they do nothing mm -hmm. but it's, it's one of those emotions that we kind of use as not an excuse or kind of an excuse use as an excuse to not do things or to just drop it all like I'm feeling overwhelmed so I can't do anything so what I like to tell people when they're feeling overwhelmed is like, okay, you're feeling overwhelmed. That's totally fine. It's totally normal. Let's look at all of the things that you're trying to do and decide what is it that I really, what am I trying to accomplish first of all? And what are like the top three things that I want to get done? And those are the things I'm going to get done. If I get those, then I'm going to, then I'm accomplished. And the other things will stay on my list and I'll do the top three things the next day. And I just, I like to really simplify it for people who are feeling overwhelmed. It's like, just let's simplify your life. If there are things that are not getting you where you want to go, just chuck them off. Hmm. Like if you don't want to be doing some of those tasks, then don't do them. If you do want to do them, then, then take take responsibility for it. It's like nobody is making you do any of this. That's the reality is that you oft most mm, let's say all of the time we put pressure on ourselves. Like yes, are there outside pressures? Yes, are there people with um expectations? Of course. But those don't translate to us doing them unless we agree and are wanting to do them as well. So it's like, okay, yeah. what do I really want to be doing? How can I simplify my life? And I mean, there are, are there things that I could get rid of and just let go? Probably. I love that you're talking about this because I am one of those people that 
try to take on a lot. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And then I'm one of those people that try to take responsibility for everything as well. And then it's just like, <laughs> it is all overwhelming. But the problem is, it's just like, it's all got to get done. And so I feel like, I don't know, there's so many like, I guess, feeling layered upon layers of just like my own thoughts that are provoking all these emotions. And so stepping back and like writing it down and simplifying is a, a really awesome tool really mm-hmm. to just take a step back and be like it's okay you can get all of it done it just all doesn't have to be done right this second yes know? yes pace yourself and feel your way through it <laughs> i have to remind people it's it's <laughs> it's like writing things down doesn't make you a a, a stupid person or like writing things down oh, is so <laughs> I write things down. Writing <laughs> things down is so necessary. It's you getting your brain onto a piece of paper, right? You get your brain onto a piece of paper and then you have something tangible to look at instead of your brain constantly piling new things on the list as you're walking through your house or you're thinking about your day. Instead, it's right there on a list and you go, "Oh, that's like five things." My brain makes it feel like 50. Yeah, oh, right? I've been there plenty of times. And yeah. I'm like, oh, and then I write it down. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is easy. <laughs> this isn't that bad. It's it, it just gets, it's almost a reality check, right? Sometimes we just have to have a reality check with our brain saying, okay, you're feeling overwhelmed. Let's have a reality moment. Let's write some things down and go, okay, there are 10 things I want to get done today. What are the top three? And I'm going to start with those. And yeah. once those three things are done, then I can move down the list and then we're good. And if anything's left over, it was the lowest priority in the first place. So, hey, okay, no big deal. And then we'll do it again the next day. It's like, okay, what are my priorities today? You write a list. And then, you know, sometimes things fall off the list and that's okay. That might just mean that they actually aren't important. Or that you really hate them and you need to find a way to <laughs> have those still get done. Like tonight, I mowed the lawn. It's like, oh, I don't really want to mow the lawn. But my husband took the kids to backpacking, except for the youngest, which is why I'm home. Because she's not ready for backpacking yet. And I look at, we had our meal outside because it was such a nice evening. And I look at the lawn. It's like, oh, that really needs to get done. If I don't do it today... It's going to definitely be at least three days before my 10-year-old has, you know, the bandwidth to do it because it's, yeah. we pay him to do it. But it was like, you know what? I don't really want to, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'd rather have that than it not be done and be mm-hmm. an annoying thing that I have to force my 10-year-old to do on Monday. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, there there are times when, like I said, some things fall off the list. Something that's fallen off my list for like two years now is cleaning the bathrooms. My 10-year-old cleans the bathrooms now. That's his job. Like, yeah. That's, that's his unpaid job, okay? I'm just telling you, moms, when your kid is old enough to do a job, give them the ones you hate. A hundred percent. Give them the ones you hate. Give them the ones that you like is on like will always fall off your list you're like oh it's not that bad that was always the bathroom for me it's like oh it's not that bad I'll just get out a wipe and wipe around then it's good another week at least right now my kid does it and I never think about it 
Now, do I have to go check, you know, do quality checks? Of course. But I'd rather do that than clean the bathroom myself. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, just come up with different ways to get some of those other things done. It's like, you got a husband, you got kids. Those are hands that aren't your hands. Use them. That's true. No, that's definitely good advice. I was thinking back um, to when you were talking about uh, vibrations in the body and whatnot. Hmm? Back to feelings. <laughs> because there are so many feelings out there, and let's be honest, I am a basic feeling feeler. I am one of those people that is just like the second any type of feeling comes up, I don't even know what it is, but I'm like, this is bad. Shut mm -hmm. it off. We mm -hmm. got to go clean something. We got to go make some muffins. We got to do something else. We got to ignore this problem. Hide mm. in a closet and stuff my face. Who knows? But it's it's weird that like my brain tells me that like, uh-oh, there's a vibration going on and we can't, we can't handle this, you know? And I, I'm just wondering why or what it is about my brain that's trying to warn me of something is it just like the condition of our mind to tell us that they're they're gonna have to work or not necessarily because brains I, I like I like to think that brains don't really have to do any work when you're feeling a feeling because it's all in your okay. body it's all in your body I think the reason first of all it was interesting that you said this that Oh no, brain sees a problem, feels a problem, right? Feelings are never the problem. I have to tell this to clients all the time. Like, <laughs> but I'm feeling bad, but I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I'm feeling shame, but I'm feeling all these things. I'm like, you know what? Okay, that's a feeling. Feelings aren't a problem. And they look at me like, are you kidding me? I don't uh, like this feeling. This is the worst thing ever. And I say, nope, not a problem. It's just a feeling. And, and, I have to remind them, it's like, feelings are not what makes things, uh, how do I explain this? Like, feeling, feelings aren't the problem, your thinking is the problem. If you want to change the way you're feeling, you've got to change your thinking. But you also have to be able to feel your feelings always. It's like, learning to feel your feelings is a skill. It doesn't come naturally except probably when you're a baby before you've had anybody tell you otherwise that something is wrong when they, you have a feeling they don't know that they're if they're sad they cry if they're uncomfortable they cry if they're hungry they cry you know what I mean they, so expect they, to they, cry they, a lot yeah, if I'm gonna yeah. feel my feelings <laughs> great no not necessarily <laughs> I'm just saying they they don't have a stop in their brain saying well feeling something's wrong yeah. They just go, oh, I know how to deal with this. Oh, it's a feeling. No big deal. Well, as children, most of us were never taught how to deal with our feelings. We were taught how to Stuff avoid them, them yeah. ignore them, get rid of them, right? We tell like toddlers start having a tantrum and what do we tell them? Oh, you're feeling this way and it's okay. It's just a feeling. No, we tell them stop crying. Because that's what we want, You're right? <laughs> exactly. We want them to stop crying. So he's like, nope, nope, stuff your feelings back. Nope, nope. I don't want you to feel that way, right? Because yes. then we see that we get uncomfortable, especially if we're in like a grocery store and we're embarrassed. And, you know, it's a whole thing. But 
when it comes to feeling your feelings, you, you just let them be there. They're not the problem. If you start feeling overwhelmed, you just go, oh, hey, overwhelm. Okay, this is how I like to describe it. I'm going to give you two different um, analogies. Some okay. people like some people like one, some people like the other, whatever. The first one I like to use is that um, you're in a car, you're driving the car, you're in the driver's seat, right? And feelings will come in and out of your car. And sometimes we let them sit in the passenger seat and they become a problem. They start grabbing onto our steering wheel. They start playing with the radios, their heart honking the horn. They want to push on the gas. They become a problem. Why? Because we let them sit in the front seat Mm -hmm. and let them like go and take over. Let them control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other option is to let them sit in the back seat. It's like, oh, hey, feeling you're here. Come on, go ahead and sit in the back seat and keep driving. Are they going to say some things probably? Are you going to notice that they're there? Of course. But you don't have to let them in the front seat. It's like you're the driver of the car. You get to decide where your feelings sit. Now, sometimes you might have to stop your car and have a conversation with the feeling. Like, feeling doesn't want to wear their seatbelt. Feeling is throwing things all over the place and having a fit, right? You have to acknowledge your feelings. If you don't, if you just try and stuff them in the back seat and keep driving and ignore them, it doesn't the work. Or in the trunk, yes. I've had, <laughs> I've had clients tell me, what if I want to put them in the trunk? I say, mm, that's you ignoring the feeling and they're just going to bang and it's going to be a problem. I <laughs> can't yeah. do that. They're, or or they'll get out and like flatten your tires. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> so you've got to acknowledge them. They get in your car and you say, hey, what's up, sadness? You're here today. Cool. Hop in the seat. You got any questions we need to talk? No? Okay. We're going to go. We're going to keep going. If we need to have a conversation, you know, you stop the car. You have your conversation if you need to, and then you keep going. And, and, and that's very important if, because a lot of people live their lives. Okay. I'd say there's two types of people. There are people who live by their feelings, like let their feelings drive their whole life. And there are those people who try to ignore their feelings and be completely in their head, right? Those are the two people. (laughs) Those are the two kinds of people I see all of the time as clients. And it's so fascinating because I'll ask them, well, how are you? Like the people who are always in their head, I'll ask them, well, how are you feeling? And they're like, uh, and they sit there for a long time and they don't know what to say. Yep. (laughs) And they just keep offering me thoughts. It's like, okay, but that's a thought. Oh no. Well, that's what you're thinking. No, let's try something else. And I have to, you know, really poke at them to get a feeling. Now the other people, they're always telling me how they feel. And it's like, okay, you're feeling this way. Why do you think you feel this way? And then they keep giving me feelings. Feelings, like, yeah. Just thinking they're describing how they think. And it's like, well, those are feelings. I want to know what you're thinking that's creating the way that you feel. So, okay. So that's the one analogy, the thing with the car. Let me give you the other one. The other one I like to use is that feelings are like cats. You're living your life, you're sitting in your chair, you're, you're doing your thing, and a cat just comes and sits on your lap. And maybe it's an um, excited cat. And they kind of, you know, they jump around a little bit, and they purr, and they, like, rub all over you, and you're like, hey, excited, you know, 
I'm glad you're here and you give it a little pet and you just let it be there. It's a cat, it's going to sit on your lap, no big deal. But if it's like angry cat comes and starts doing all kinds of crazy things and you're like, oh, no, can't be angry and you shove it off, it's just going to keep jumping on top of you and on top of you and on top of you. But if you let it sit there, it calms down, right? It comes, anger will come, sit on your lap. You get, you're like, oh, hey, anger, what's up? Let's have a conversation if we need to. If not, you can hang out on my lap. You give it a pat, it lays there, and you're like, cool. I can live my life, and anger can sit on my lap, and it's not a problem. Right? So those are the, some people like the cat thing, some people like the car thing. And it, it honestly depends on who I'm talking to. Usually, I'll pick one. <laughs> It's like, you look like a cat person. Let's do that one. Or, so oh, I was just going to say, I like the car one. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a cat fan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, Because one of the things I enjoyed that you said with the car analogy is that you just keep on driving. And I think for yeah. me, with the whole idea of like learning about feeling your feelings and like, you know, welcoming it in and whatnot... Uh, for a person that is definitely kind of more of the thinker mm-hmm. and less of the feeler, I'm that person that's like, well, if I'm supposed to feel my feelings, that means I have to like dedicate so much time and yeah. wail on the floor. And oh, <laughs> and I, I just don't have time for that. I've got other things to do. So yeah. the idea of like, okay, I am angry and it's okay and it's in the backseat or whatever, but I can still do it. Like I can scrub some dishes and be angry and blah 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 I mean mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna change the day but the idea of not letting it I guess take control of it either is good too you yeah. have it you welcome it in for a little bit and then you're like all right well nice seeing you I'm gonna let you off at the next stop and uh <laughs> oh so <laughs> okay so that's the other thing is you you've got to let your feeling be there for as long as that feeling needs to be there a lot of people are like i can feel it for like 10 minutes and then i'm gonna kick it out of the car i was like ee. no time frame Dang it, it doesn't work like that you can't <laughs> if you try and give it a time frame then you're not actually opening your up to feeling the whole thing you're just like okay i got a time limit on this and it's okay to start that way i'm not saying you can't do it that way i'm saying yeah if you want to start that way go ahead like give it five minutes like okay I'm learning the skill of feeling my feelings. I'm going to give this five minutes and we're just going to feel anger. And when you're doing this exercise, I don't want you to be, I want you to go completely out of your head. Like, uh, don't, don't let the thoughts like sit in your thoughts and let them zing, 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 zing around. No, no, no. Go into your body. It's like, okay, where does my anger live? It's like my anger lives in my chest. Honestly, anger lives in my chest. It gets really tight in my shoulders. I get warm. I feel warm and things are like zinging around in my body and I can feel it feels really heavy, but fast, which is weird. I know, but it's true for me. That's how anger feels. Pressure. Yeah. And I just let it be there. It's like, okay, I'm feeling angry. I know it's because of something I'm thinking, but I'm just going to let angry be here because I'm learning the skill of feeling my feelings and not letting them be a problem that I need to solve. Feelings don't need to be solved. They're not a problem. If there's a problem, it's something that I'm thinking that I want to work on and look at. But now is not the time to do that when I'm feeling the feeling. The time to do that is when I'm in a good place in my brain. Like, I'm not going to go try and do thought work 
trying to do change my mindset when I'm angry. While I'm feeling it. Because it doesn't work. It's like I'm angry. It's not it's just not going to happen when I'm in a good space after I've let that emotion kind of be there. It's like, okay, now let's figure out what happened. Then then retroactively, I'll be like, okay, what happened? Why was I so angry? Oh, there was this and then this happened and then this happened and I was thinking this. That's why I was angry. Okay. This is part one of this episode. Please join us in part two where we apply feelings in parenting.